You're listening to the postseason of Pod of Wonder. We're taking a break from our usual Wikipedia-based world-building in order to bring you games, world-building experiments, and other stuff. So what is this game, Danny? I, uh, uh, I, I could pretend this is a bit, and I did read the rules, but I'm pretending I didn't, but I actually did not. Uh, all I know is this is my, my dream come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixing uh, dead stock card games together. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a, well, proper introduction. This uh, is a game called Your Move by Olivia Spankhorn. I'm, I'm just going to say, unironically, great name. Mm-hmm. So this is the RPG version of like that anime style card duel type game where you have your deck of cards and play them out and you have some deep internal monologue possibly with flashbacks and it goes back and forth like that as we through monologues and flashbacks kind of uh come to some dramatic conclusion all the while saying nonsense things about the cards in our hands that sounds spectacular should we uh discuss what cards we're working with I was wondering about that, just based on your opinion, whether it's like, should we go over the cards all at once or like play the card, maybe out of character, describe what it is and and then jump back into the game? That sounds good. Maybe we'll uh, we'll take pictures of them as Mm -hmm. we go to to provide some sort of uh, visual companion. Yeah, like I was trying to think what would be better for pacing. Like if it's a bunch of like front loading and then all action or like start, stop, start, stop. I think the start, stop is probably better. To, mm-hmm. So that way we can, uh, you know, describe each one as it happens. Yeah. How many how many cards in the, the deck? So we're working with seven cards total, starting off with four in your hand. And at the end of each turn, you'll draw a new card. All right. Uh, so on the podcast, I'm going to I sent a picture of it to the, the chat. I'm opening a uh, packet of bootleg Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic was weird for all of us. Uh, everyone's made some uh, ill-advised drunk purchases. I am not immune from that. And uh, this was one of them, a bunch of them for very, very cheap. And boy, howdy, the graphic design is. Yeah, I will oh, say it looks like illegitimate it looks illegitimate <laughs> yes like it's... from the jump from the shonen jump it is oh. <laughs> yes it's the john snow of card game packaging mm-hmm. let's see well there's information on the back the gx in the series title is short for the term generation next <laughs> i had to pronounce that capital x uh-huh. gen x was conceived as the series' original title, as can be evidenced in early promotional artwork. This is like a weird Wikipedia thing yeah. about this here. It also refers to the GX tournament that takes place between episodes 84 and 104. They copy and paste from Wikipedia yeah. for the back of the packaging. You're trying to throw in some actual, like, real information to maybe make your product seem more legit? Yeah, and then you get into the package, and yeah. it is not everything shiny. Everything's the card stock is just a little, a little weak. Everything's a little bent. They're all the same type of cards. They're cut funny. Mm. The edges are far too rounded. Oh, oh, I love it. That sounds delightful. This is so terrible. <laughs> all right, so I got to choose seven of these guys. Yeah. All right, and uh, conversely, while you're sorting, uh. 
over the the years you have generously donated to me and and the rest of our friend group a bunch of dead stock card game um unfortunately i couldn't get to seven without like double dipping from a pack like i mm-hmm. wanted this to be as random as possible so i didn't want any coherence between the cards nice but what i do have seven of is uh rpgs that use cards so I've, I've gone to, six, to seven different RPGs, drawn a card from each of them, and I've built my deck out of seven cards of different sizes, no coherency to any of them in theme or content. I like it. I We, we may have to do this again because I have a basement full of miscellaneous card games, and uh, it, especially once we, we can do things in person again, I think. Oh, absolutely. Ridiculous, over-the-top Maybe even a video thing that uh-huh. we do. We put yeah. on lots of dramatic cuts. Yeah, I think this could almost like the TikTok, uh, Instagram Reels format. I mm. think this would, uh, yeah, this could be a lot of fun. Like something is definitely lost with the audio only. Like you can't see the over dramatic, like anime, like hand motions and and powerful mm-hmm. stances and oversized reactions. Held frames with moving backgrounds. Mm-hmm reused animation of the the same card activations oh yeah yeah oh so much recycled stock footage that's half the reason for the flashbacks i can just uh-huh. pull stuff from other episodes all right i have my hand of four cards i'm ready to go okay let me draw my four i also have a cat in my lap at the moment so that will uh hopefully not affect my audio too much the purrs might get too intense too intense so I think first is character building, mm-hmm. and th- this isn't a particularly detailed thing. It's like a name, our definition, and our motivation. But we can like fill out that backstory between us as much as we want to. Yeah, like whether we're like old rivals, or like one of us is the reigning champ, and the other one's like an upstart, or whatever we want to make of it. Yeah, do we want to do a uh, spoiled rich champion and young uh young up and comer? Mhm. Uh who's on a hot streak? Yeah. Someone who's always had the power to buy any card they wanted versus like mm-hmm. the kid who got a really lucky like starter pack or help from weirdly cultural appropriated uh artifacts. Uh-huh. Because let's just toss ancient Egypt into that. Yeah, into for this. Example. because why why the hell not? Mm-hmm. Uh, not a thing we're actually doing, but yeah. something along those lines. Just just because it is the obvious inspiration, like we can go full Yu-Gi-Oh with it, like mm-hmm. describing the air quotes holograms that are like projecting the the creatures in our cards doing the attacks. Oh yeah, well I think that'd be that'd be a fun part of describing what uh, what these cards are. Mm-hmm. Is describing what the hologram would be. Yeah, got to think of a name for this tournament though. Let's back up before we get to the characters what mm. what is this fictional card game we're playing hmm I'm trying to think of something that uses pow yeah it, it needs uh, something like that almost makes sense as a phrase and two random letters thrown together like card soul pz hmm i'm hmm. sorry my, my cat is off my lap and onto my cards no okay you place cat face up in attack mode and end your turn cat places itself rather Mm -hmm. Mm. princes of wonder the card game princes of wonder what are two random initials because i like that um one of them has to be x y or z 
TCCG XYZ. Just pile on the letters. The card game XYZ. We don't explain what the XYZ stands for. Princes of Wonder. The the card game XYZ. XYZ. That's the name of the that's the name of the tournament. Yes. Okay. So it's it's come down to the finale of P O W T C G X Y Z T T T. Oh, it's the tournament. You gotta have the two T's. The tournament. Colon T T. Yeah. Colon T T M dash T F. The finale. (laughs) Finale episode two. Yeah. Finale part two. Finale part two. (laughs) Please put all of that in the episode title. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put that in our notes so we don't forget it. Let me know if I'm missing any letters. You know what? We might sh- we might find new ones to add in as we move along, but let's start there. Okay. So, do you want to be the the rich kid or the upstart? I can definitely be the rich kid. Okay. Uh, Mortimer Clancy. I feel mm. like that name feels evil rich kid enough. Mortimer yeah. Mortimer Mortimer Cran- Clancy the third. It'd be a great name if I could say it right. Okay. I will be like a an everyman sounding name like. Hmm. Billy, Billy Frank. I'm, I'm thinking. Let's stick with the two first names mm. motif. William Roberts, Billy Bob to his friends. <laughs> Billy Rob. Just they'll put a little different anime spin on it. Billy Rob. Billy Rob versus Mortimer Clancy and Billy Rob of Thorntown. Ooh, I like that. Very like prickly sounding, like secluded. Mm-hmm. And it's a some sort of plant name. It feels very Pokemonish. Mm. I'm from Polynesia. <laughs> Just a, a quiet, uh, pastoral little town where they they raise a lot of bees. Maybe maybe aren't so so keen on the whole card game thing, but but I found my calling. The uh, the village uh, pooled their money to surprise you with tournament uh, entry fees, mm. and uh, Daddy paid for my entrance. Of course, That's- he did. I, we don't need flashbacks to explain or a heartwarming story to explain that. That's no. just that's just another credit card charge he doesn't care about. Oh, it's how much you don't even need to use a black card for that one. I think you can find the entry fee in the couch. Just <laughs> a couple crumpled up hundreds in there. They, they just fall out of my pockets wherever I go. I don't bother to pick them up. <laughs> that is a visual for for a show like this actually mm-hmm. works really well. Yeah. Just like a little visual gag that happens every time to undercut any sort of like tension. Mm-hmm. Lots of intense glaring and then just stock coin sounds as he walks away and people grumbling and kind of like running after him to pick the little bits that have fallen out. Uh-huh. Uh, two things that define my character. I mean, I think being a, a plucky upstart is one of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think... Beyond that, maybe I I take kind of pride in like I got my way way here through hard work, and you just bought your way in. Like you bought all the best cards, but my cards that I worked hard for, even though they are statistically inferior, are somehow going to beat you because I have heart. Mm-hmm. You have the soul of the deck, just yeah. to avoid copyright. Uh, I have the. The pulse of the pulse of the paper. Pul- pulse of the paper. There we go. I was going to say pulse of the pile, but that sounded <laughs> not, not not great. No, that's not that's not a Google search anyone needs to no. do. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say jaded rich kid, and uh, I'm only satisfied by being the best TM. That mm. this might be a question for a later flashback, but is there anything you're putting on the line by possibly losing? Like, is there any hmm. risk for you in in not winning this? Well, how weird do we want to make this? Extremely. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, the turns out weird twist. The whatever demonic forces are actually behind the game are the same ones uh, my father made a deal with long ago, or even uh-huh. my grandpa. Fuck it, let's make it multi generational. Yeah. To uh to make the company successful, and if I don't win today's, you know, some this tournament falls on some such anniversary of the company. I don't know reasons. That's that's established like twenty episodes back. Mm-hmm. Um. But if I don't win this, uh, uh, my father is condemned to hell and uh, I I will lose my fortune, which Mm -hmm. and some sort of sick relative angle. Let's go with that. Mm -hmm. uh, We won't be able to pay for their constant treatment. Okay. Last couple episodes, it's been like a real left turn. Like suddenly you feel things for this dick character. Yeah. It's like the the, the two episode mini arc that shows the tragic backstory that Mm-hmm. makes you feel bad for them but still does not explain their their dickish mm-hmm. attitude oh yeah i was just a straight up dick in past tournaments but this one has stakes mm-hmm. if we're going weird then i think maybe oh, in a, a similar uh line like i guess william's motivation like superficially is to to make the make the town pooling all their money worth it by bringing home a trophy but the uh ancient mystical grain spirit that uh, I made contact with in the first episode who gave me my cards is actually their lifespan is tied to my success in this game. And if I lose this tournament, my town's agricultural industry is basically going to die along with this spirit of grain. Can I make a weird suggestion? Please. Maybe. Uh, so in the original Japanese one, uh, it's Esther, the, the German goddess of fertility that mm. Easter is named for. But the American censors uh, didn't want to have a fertility goddess mentioned on Saturday morning TV. So it was changed to a grain spirit. Yes. The, there is a, a whole second episode we could do that is the air quotes, like non-localized and edited for American TV kids version. Oh, yeah, there's like three episodes. They just didn't even bother to translate or show. They jump right into the middle of everything and mm-hmm. don't explain any of it. Yeah. It's, except all we know is he's uh, he's fighting for that grain spirit. Some poor intern had to like draw a more concealing dress over my fertility spirit turned grain spirit to make it mm-hmm. less offensive to the the parents. Yep, it's holding a bread loaf instead of a rabbit, but that bread loaf is moving around a lot. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're in such a strange world, and I love it. Already. It's if you describe this dis- like a stranger as like an actual anime, uh-huh. I think you could convince them it was real. Yeah. Like go on to like <laughs> internet Twitter, like internet Twitter, what? Go go on to like anime twitter and just like hey does anybody remember this one episode it's like a card game and a a grain spirit somebody will say yes yes holy shit uh social experiment uh neither of us will just will have the patience or time to do oh no (laughs) okay what is one connection that we share Ooh, let's say my sick uh let's just say it's younger sister 
I don't know. I don't like having like the sick girl child mm-hmm. and that's their entire personality. Yeah. Uh, like I don't, it's a sick boy from your class. That's, that's my brother. I didn't realize you guys were friends until, you know, mm-hmm. past couple of episodes when all the actual emotional stuff is just all jammed in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's a thing we share. We both want, and you realize that, Oh God, if I lose the tournament, your best friend might die too. Mm-hmm. You might get sucked into super hell and lose all your money. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we, well, we, we've got to come up with a different name for super hell. I mean, that was again, the original thing that, uh, the dark realm, the dark zone. Oh, I like the idea that super hell is like, it's depicted as classical hell, like fire everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to explain it as something where it's obviously hell, but they can't call it that. They like, sloppily color correct everything to like a bright green. Uh-huh. Instead of uh, instead of red. Yeah, like the, the flames of... I think flames might even be too extreme. Well, they... So, oh, yeah, no, they make everything blue so they can claim it's ice. Ah. Uh, in, into the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the cold. I like that. Yes. Uh, what's what's the brother's name? You're, you're Mortimer, so something similarly fancy. Hmm. Aloysius. Aloysius. Oh, I like that. It's so needlessly complicated. For some reason, all I was thinking of was Illinois, and I, I'm not prepared to commit to that as a name. Yeah, that's Al- Aloysius. It's it similar uh, sounds in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's all the prep we need to have. Do we want anything additional for that? I I think we're good to go. I you know what? I think if we spent any more time on it, we're going to be here for four hours. Yeah, so how this is going to work is you're going to start off four cards in your hand. Uh, at the end of each turn, you'll draw a new card. We're going to take turns. Each turn is going to have two phases. Uh, the move, and where you actually play a card, and the internal monologue. And those can happen in either order. You can monologue, then card, or card, then monologue. And I guess for our purposes, we'll have a third one at the beginning where we kind of describe the card. Yeah. If, if at any point during either of our monologues, we can ask if there's a flashback and we can do like a, a quick role play scene between like you and me or the, the monologuer and an NPC. But uh, we should have at least three flashbacks, the game says. Okay, I think we can make that happen. Yeah, so the actual content of the cards isn't important. It's kids pretend rules like, like, no, no, I have the laser that deflects the, the card that you just played. Uh, this the straight up Calvin ball, but with cards. Love it. Yeah, every move is game changing, and all the effects are are gigantic. When we have one card left each, we will stare each other down. We'll say what what's on the final line, and then we'll both play our cards at the same time, mm-hmm. and then we'll just see where the story takes us as to how the, the match actually ends. Do you want to start us off? Uh, sure. Let's do this. So. Intense battle music. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So yeah, it, it's the the finale of P O W T C G X Y Z T T. The hyphen F in that string of acronyms, with young William Rob uh, taking up the stand to be the applause of all of the the fans who have fallen in love with this this plucky young upstart over the meteoric rise of this season. He's got like typical anime protagonist blue spiky hair, wearing a, a headband with the, the green and brown stripes of his agricultural hometown of Polenia. 
and he, he gives a big wave and like brings forward his his card deck and, and stares across you, making eye contact for the briefest second. Uh, I'm just going to draw my cards at random. Okay. And so this card is uh, from the the RPG BFF, where you're a bunch of like 12-year-old girls having like 12-year-old girl adventures, like sleepovers and mall trips and things. Uh, this is the card, Make Up a Club. <laughs> so uh, this isn't so much a monologue as it is kind of a conversation with the uh, grain slash fertility spirit that has been guiding William along through these adventures. Okay, Esther, we finally made it to the big finale. I know that, that you've told me I'm part of some some great lineage of card players, and there's, there's all this sort of demonic stuff in the background that I really need to understand in order to fully unlock my potential and realize the stakes, but I don't care about any of that. I'm going to win, and I'm going to make my hometown proud. And throwing down the card in the, the, the hologram essence field between us like a small um like medieval army appears like metal arms and they're all kind of bearing these little clubs and they're just sort of like walking towards them like clubbing in their hands threateningly and like they take a defensive stance uh, ready for your move that ends my turn all right uh, playing a strong defense, I see. That's a standard move of yours. You think I wouldn't study you, ha? Huh? With that in mind, I drew the the perfect hand to take care of you early on. And I pull out Aztecapede, the Worm Warrior, which has... I mean, it looks kind of like a Jack Kirby-looking looking monster, which is kind of rad. You know, that very... I don't want to say appropriated. There's a negative tinge to that, uh, but kind of Mesoamerican or Aztec uh, design on a giant long ass centipede. Uh, kind of looks like it's burrowing up from the ground. And if I could, just a moment. The uh, there's so many problems with the text on this card. <laughs> Please, uh, I'll, and I will try to convey where there are spaces that are missing and the line returns that are wrong. This card cannot be normal, summoned, or set. This card cannot be special summoned except by removing from pool A one insect type monster from your graveyard when this card insects battle damage to your opponent. Send to send to who excuse me, send the two card of their deck to the graveyard. So uh, good. I love it. I think William kind of like jumps back. What? That card can't be normal summon? You fool, you don't know the deeper rules. And the ground of the hologram rumbles. And uh, the, I guess the the figures there on guard kind of start looking around and this giant worm in something that was very obviously rotoscoped from David Lynch's Dune, 1984. Uh, this giant thing bursts out of the ground and just swallows them all up. Oh, one thing I wanted to, to discuss with you is like, what is... Like, what is our number scale we're dealing with? What do you mean? In, like, in D&D, if you have 50 hit points, that's pretty good. But if mm -hmm. in Final Fantasy, if you have 50 hit points, you're near death. Mm. Oh, this, I think because this is a card game, let's get ridiculous with it. Uh-huh. Uh, so you start with 6,666 life points. Perfect. 
or at least in the original, they round up to 7,000 in the dub. Yeah. They they always mysteriously refer to it as almost 7,000, but they never show the actual full number on the screen. It's only when you've taken damage that you see the number on the screen. Yes, perfect. And this guy's got 1,900, so we'll just say that like whatever poorly uh, After Effects graphic is there is reduced by 1,900. Oh no! And I end my turn. All right. It's time to get serious. Oh, I dropped a card. Okay. Uh, this is from the hybrid party slash role-playing game Fictional Follies by Edward Delaney. Thank you. Thank you. Curse haunted by the spirit of a long-dead mad king. <laughs> As the army of club wielders is devoured by this culturally referential worm let's say that that sounds right like springing up from from the the holographic ground beneath the the worm like comes this like decrepit skeletal looking figure in robes like holding a, a candelabra for some reason and its eyes kind of gleam and it it looks at the the worm with it, its many eyes or or completely eyeless features it doesn't matter and it just starts to like rot away and fall into the holographic pieces on the ground. No! When spirit of a long-dead mad king is summoned after one of my monsters is defeated, he defeats the monster that defeated them. Whenever I die, you also die. Ha ha ha! I feel the pulse of the paper, and that's what's gonna let me win this tournament. I use that card as a drink coaster. It's useless. You don't know what you've done. Oh, it's fun being so self-serious. Yes. So good. <laughs> Love it. All right. And in a very dramatic fashion that we've seen in reused animation time and time again in this, your undead king is no match for my Dark Lord Zerato. If there are four Akmor Dark monsters with different names in your graveyard, period, you can tribute, period, summon this monster by tributing one dark monster. Monster, you can send one dark monster from your hand to the graveyard to destroy all monsters your opponent untrolls. No! Spirit of a long dead mad king, no! Yes, Serato, yes! Punish that fool! And um, he... Uh, he looks like a 90s cartoon villain. I mean, mm. post-He-Man, abs up to his neck, big red cape, <laughs> uh, glowing loincloth, a just impractically just jagged edged sword that, I mean, I guess if you could whiff that thing around, yeah. it would do damage, but I don't. It's just more for show, clearly. And maybe that's just the lighting, but it definitely looks like the underside of his pecs or eyeballs. Um, <laughs> let's go with that. Those are eyeballs and his abs open up into some sort of insect mouth. Um, cause that looks cooler. All right, Serratos, you might be powerful. You might be scary, but you're no match for Hilda. Uh, this is from the RPG Good Society, which is a Jane Austen themed role playing game. Uh, Hilda is rich, important, and confident. She is the champion of her friends and the terror of her enemies. So incongruous with the the otherwise like fantastical giant monsters and spirits and things going around just this fancy looking older british woman appearing in the middle of the field uh, amidst the 
pieces of holographic worm and and like ghost skeletons just this scary looking uh older british woman like brown skin slick back dark hair a a tasteful level of jewelry as an accessory and she just reads serratos to filth like for for his outfit his like his uh his associates being uh, sloppy and ill-mannered desecrates the the sources of his family's finances calls him nouveau riche stooping to the the awful french term to diss this uh monster nippled man oh yikes yike monster nippled that's a new one <laughs> that's what i'm talking away for later yeah go hilda and it's probably some system where, like, any overflow damage you deal to the monster goes to the, the duelist hit points. So she destroys Serratos and deals 1,500 damage to to Mortimer's life points. No! You fool. You don't understand what you've done. He's sweating as he says it because he looks at the Hilda card and flashes back. I'll interject one of those now. Why the fuck not? In his head, he's thinking... There's only one place he could have gotten one of those. Do 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 do. Flashback to uh, when he, when uh, Aloysius first started to get sick. Morty, <coughs> look look what I got in my my booster card pack. <coughs> oh my god, that's that's great. Whatever you do, bud, hold on to that. Cherish it. Are you sure you don't want it? It's a really powerful card. Oh, I know it is, bud, but. I think you should hold on to it. Let it give you some strength through this. You need all the help you can get. Okay. All right, Hilda. You and me are going to be best friends. Are you friends with your cards, big brother? Sure. Sure, Allie. Sure. Me and my cards are really good friends. That's great. <coughs> I'm going to go lie down now. You do that. I'll, uh, I'll put these cards away for you. Make sure they're locked up in your safe. Come on, Hilda. Let's go. Doo -doo 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 -doo. How did you get that card? I didn't get here all on my own, Mortimer. I've got friends supporting me. You stole that, you thief! We'll just say Hilda's a super rare card. I mm -hmm. don't. Uh, yeah, that's why it's it's a thing. It, they put weird odds in the show, like oh, they they made one of only four of these cards in existence mm -hmm. because that definitely makes sense for a company to print uh, and distribute through booster packs. Yeah. So uh, there goes any sort of sensible strategy out the window, operating entirely on emotion. Ooh. How dare you? You asked for it. You. Uh, I'm sure he. It, the speech is much more dramatic, and maybe a couple profanities that are allowed on Japanese television. But in the U.S., it's it's a lot of you meanie, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, playground insults delivered in an overdramatic way. More like like words that script adapters might use, like whelp or rapscallion. You common cur. Yes, cur. You'll wish you were able to return to the gutter once I send you to the cold. And he slaps down with all of that teenage boy rage. War God Gap. It's G, two A's and a P. Gap. Got some sort of purple armor. Looks kind of like insect-like, uh, like some sort of beetle base. But uh, the wings look like some sort of dragon claws. Hmm. It's some some uh, 2000s anime shit. I, the card's long. I won't go through the this one again. 
because uh, it, it's also a lot of rules nonsense and it gets to the point where that just makes zero sense but yeah the the war god gonna spread those weirdo dragon claw looking wings out and just kind of scoop up hilda into the dirt in a way that's a uh, a, a kid-friendly death there were a couple frames that were cut out that were gory maybe there's a blood spurt uh that did not make it to american tv yeah uh all you see is a limp hand sticking out yes. of the uh, the giant dirt clod as he tosses it into a volcano. <laughs> Hilda, expressionless and stoic till the end, stiff upper lip meets her fate with grace. <laughs> uh, so yeah, War, War God Gap. We fell into the gap. All right. Uh, I think uh, William is a little thrown seeing you like lash out like this in in all of her previous confrontations like you've always been calm and above it all but seeing you actually kind of break is a little scary he kind of thinks to himself i wonder what that's all about i've never seen him like this before this is this is a little worrying is it it must have been something to do with hilda but what is it about Hilda? And like the, the camera kind of pans over into the audience where normally you've got the, the two factions of fans sitting behind us, but like kind of square in the middle watching the, from the sidelines is, is young Aloysius and a butler attendant who is like, like fanning him and keeping him hydrated as he like, he coughs dramatically and then pans back over to William who has no idea. <laughs> I'm imagining he's in some sort of like sci-fi looking hover chair with mm-hmm. all sorts of monitors and drips and plugs into his arm. Yeah. A lot of it's... like built-in machinery. Oh yeah. So I think William's gonna play this a little cautious this turn. He's gonna set a card face down in defense mode to be revealed when you take your action. Well, with the war god in play. That allows me to, as a free move, summon Dark General Freed from my deck. Um, looks like a drow who really, I don't know, I went overboard on the manicure. Got those claw fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not, It's it doesn't look good on him. His fingers are way too chonky for, for that look. It's not good. Armor that I think is over the top even for Warhammer. Uh, and he rides into battle, backflips off of his horse, and just stabs the ground right in front of you. Green lightning flashes uh, from his blade, and uh, it just deals 2,300 uh, to your life points. Hold it right there. You just activated my trap card. The Bad dun, Omen. Dun, dun. Uh, this is from the role-playing game Dialect, where you uh, kind of create a language for an isolated community. This is the bad omen, a symbol for our dread. We've always had worries about the future, but this thing anchors it into reality. And I, I think the the battlefield kind of holographically shifts into a bunch of like common like folk beliefs about bad luck. Like there's ladders for you to walk under, like black cats to cross your path, cracks to step on to break your mother's back, and it, it makes the path for your drow sausage fingers warrior like very precarious like like they're dodging like back and forth like they get off the attack but on their their way back they inevitably like step on a mirror and break it when bad omen is activated any damage i take is returned to you take that mortimer curses so uh william is kind of like shuffling his deck idly now like 
talking over his shoulder to Esther. There's only one card in my deck that can beat such powerful opponents. Help me focus. And Esther kind of appears over his shoulder. like, you have to focus on the pulse of the paper, William. Only then can you draw the card you need. And with a dramatic, ah! I pull out, get off my plane. Uh, this is from the role-playing game Hearts Blazing, where you basically play a bunch of stock sci-fi characters and recap your TV series. Wait, did you just go, oh, no, yeah, the first was one a, was the, a trap, the trap card. card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gotcha. Get off my plane. When the enemy has you on your knees, you strike back and inspire a revolt. So the the holographs on, on this stage extend, like, far above the battlefield, and, like, you're... Your monsters are kind of cast in the shadow of a large aircraft that is slowly descending down from the the holographic skies above. Your monsters' eyes start to widen in terror as they realize that this plane is not planning to land. It is planning to crash. Oh, fuck. And it con airs into them, just sweeping them like explosions and crashing and shards of metal and monster meat are are splattered across the holographic field and at the the end of it all is a a long-haired nicholas caged clutching a teddy bear he says i know get off my plane to different movie but that's the reference i landed on (laughs) (sighs) how dare you do that to my monsters i understand you're getting desperate, I can see your moves. Yeah, panting hard after that. For for no reason, I'm I'm exhausted by playing these cards. In reality, it's because a, a machine capable of producing holograms like that is creating a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. It is uncomfortably hot in the arena. Yeah. That's a thing they don't discuss. Like, it's, I'm, I'm a bad guy. I'm wearing lots of clothes. Lots of long, black, flowy clothes. It's not great. Thank God for the black, though. It's not showing the sweat stains. And... Uh, also, maybe kind of slowly underneath us, it, like opening up a small portal into the cold, which, even though it, it's in our version, the cold is also causing us to sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the graphics get a little dicey. You see red flames shoot out along the side of the blue beam that is lazily edited mm-hmm. in uh, over top of that red portal. And with that, <laughs> the the portal to the cold is opening. It might want to get a little close there so it's easier to jump right in after I defeat you. And I'm going to pull from my jacket. I'm going to mix up the words here just because this is a known card from this franchise. Uh, Darkness Dragon Red Metal Eyes. No, not the red eyes. Yes, you thought I had them all burned up. Flashback to a previous episode where I laugh as I just make it rain this co- copies of this card into the fire. Because it, you know, can defeat another card in my deck. You thought I had them all burned. No, I always save a little bit of the good stuff for myself. And it comes up like the, it's, again, just stealing animation. Rotoscope that scene in Fantasia where the big demon thing comes out of the mountain. Just one of those popping right out and shooting a purple-black fire out of its mouth. Its shadow compasses the battlefield. And your life counter goes down by... I say 2,800, but at this point, the math isn't adding up. It doesn't really matter now. We're dealing with the the dub math where we have a a few extra hundred to spare. So the force of this blast has left me like staggered and 
arms kind of like hanging like over the the edge of my podium i'm panting hard and i draw a card and i look at it and i tilt my head up and there's fire in my eyes and we we flash back to the day where i left for this tournament for for a long time it was kind of touch and go like i i tried to to win a spot in the tournament through through accumulating victories it it didn't happen for plot reasons but <laughs> the, the town had gathered around me to to pay the entry fee. They they pooled their money to pay the fee and to transport me all the way here. And as as I leave, I see the entire town of Polenia has just all come out in support. They never really understood my hobbies, or so I thought. They they always thought my energy was too much that I lacked focus. But to see them all kind of gathered around and cheering for me and seeing me off it it filled me with with so many emotions that day and we we cut back to the present where i've got that same kind of like warmth in me now and I, i dramatically like rear back my arm and fling out my card this is the frost shepherds this is from the game the quiet year where uh, you build up a post-apocalyptic community. In contrast to the the heat that has been put off by this portal to super hell and the, the holographic machinery, uh, a cold wind begins to blow and builds faster and faster like a blizzard. And appearing in the, the holographic field is a, a sixth-armed yeti, massive and muscular. It beats its gigantic Aww. chest in... Like a a pattern of all six arms in in alternating drumming rhythm, and the the lower sets of arms continue that kind of battle drumming as the the two massive top arms just reach over into the your red eyes and like kind of grip it around its neck and just slam it into the the snowy earth where it it quickly becomes buried by ice. And the the Yeti issues a, a massive growl of triumph. <laughs> you fool, you didn't reala- remember what I had that defeated you last time. Flashback to like eight episodes ago where we played a skirmish match, not for the tournament, but for keeps of some rare card. Mm-hmm. I pulled out this exact same card and it just eviscerated you at the end. I'm going to pull out, again, swapping what words around, Blader Buster. Ooh. It's, it actually kind of looks rad. It, it's this insectoid almost looking thing in some black armor. Very 80s for some reason. I'm kind of digging it. But it pops out. It's a small thing. It's moving kind of like an insect and it scurries across and just blocks that Yeti's blade. And it, there's a, just a ching and then just silence. You focus up on its face and a as it slices all of the Yeti's arms off. No! So if I've counted this right, we should both have one card left? Yes, that is precisely correct. All right. So the rules kick back in for the briefest of seconds (laughs) as we both stare each other down and we state what is on the line with this final move. It's all come down to this. All of my struggles, all of my my scrimping and saving for money to, to get more cards... All the sacrifices my family and town had to make in order to get here. All just to beat you. Esther kind of appears over my shoulder. And the fact that your town is doomed if you lose. Whatever, Esther. It's all come down to this. My final move. 
If I don't win this, father will be lost to the cold forever, and we'll lose our fortune, and Allie won't be able to get his treatment. We'll have nothing, and Allie will perish, and I'm sure the demons will take him too. I can't have that. It's hard to do this without a visual cue. Uh, three, two, one, play a card. Okay, so my card is uh, from the game For the Queen, which we played on this podcast in like back in the first season, I think. Uh, the Queen had you punished once. What about the memory of that will stay with you forever? Um, I have Light Goddess Thetis. There's no space after the comma, too, which is fun. Light God Thetis. Light Goddess Thetis. And it's a uh, one of those very anime-looking angels. Mm. Looks like it's wearing some sort of dress. That fans out at the bottom, some sort of weird, very clingy cocktail dress that's in white with little feather things at the bottom, but also wings that aren't connected to its body. Mm-hmm. Just sort of like, yeah, like hovering, like six wings kind of like hovering behind their shoulders. Just Sadly, only two. I actually expected to see more. Yeah. The hands look kind of wingish, but also because it's anime, it's uh, got a very femme face and boobies. Of course. Make it sexy for no reason. Anime. <laughs> also part of wonder. Of wonder. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, so how do we how do we want to end this? I'm going to say so I had a thought about this because it's uh, and I'm sure we can maybe discuss what a finale would be uh, a resolution to this but my light goddess would resurrect all my things including some monsters from the past season and they'd all be lined up behind me in some sort of very dramatic fashion that they paid a little extra for and made some animators work some extra time on, and they're all lined up behind me. What are you going to do about it? I mean, I'm looking full anime deranged. Like, my hair is just in 18... It's usually pretty combed. It's in 18 different directions. My coat is hanging over my shoulders uh, in a way that looks deranged, but still a little sexy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dark circles under my eyes. uh, Lines just kind of coming from them to indicate... uh, it looks like I haven't slept in terms of anime language, anime visual language. All right. So I've got two ways that I want to do this. I can't really decide on one. What's the weirdest one? Um, so I think the weirdest one is like montage of, of all the, the times over the series where I've lost or, or fallen down or experienced hardships the the money that they spent on all of your monsters they saved by recycling about three minutes of footage <laughs> and william kind of looks over at esther and it's like i understand now all this time all the things that i've been through all the problems i've had and the struggles i never needed these cards i didn't need any of them to win I only needed myself. So I do like a like a hand pivot over the, the railing of my podium and into the holographic field. Like, I'm going to face down all these monsters by myself. So I'm not sure if I want this to work or fail horribly. I think I got an idea how to set up a sequel season, a, a next season on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so feel free to let it succeed. Okay. Yeah, so I just go through like bull in a china shop kind of like just physically punching these holograms like they're not programmed to actually do any sort of like damage to humans so like i just sort of hit them with my my finger gloved hands and they kind of shatter into holographic glass and like your your health counter still kind of goes down as i break them and it kind of raises the question why hasn't anybody ever tried this before until like <laughs> I'm like I'm standing at the the foot of your podium, just kind of staring up at you from like 
about a, a five foot vertical distance. I always had myself to rely on, and that's all I ever needed. I'm an anime protagonist. <laughs> Player one defeated. Player two is the winner. So yeah, there, I, I scream dramatic. No, that's impossible. And uh, you know, we we see a very again edited down to be less crappy version of the uh, my character getting sucked into super hell slash the cold. Uh, and Allie looks sad and confused, excited for his friend, but sad because his brother was just sucked in hell. But it's weird because, like, he's not for somebody who's who just saw his brother get sucked into what we have called super hell. He's still smiling and very uh, congratulatory of our protagonist here. But there's no there's no addressing the trauma of seeing that. So back in Polynesia, there is a celebration as William returns trophy in hand. The judges were at a loss, as jumping into the arena and punching the monsters isn't really in the rules, but Mortimer was sucked into Super Hell, so I guess it counted as a win. As William is carried around on the shoulders of the townspeople, Esther appears over his shoulder and says, The pact is renewed! Your land shall prosper for another 66 years by the will of darkness! (laughs) I told you, Esther, I don't really care about any of that stuff. Now time to eat these jelly donuts. <laughs> and uh, we see uh, Mortimer approach the, uh, the the king of the cold, the king of super hell, mm-hmm. and uh, say, hmm, well, it appears I've lost, but I think I can make you a deal. And then there's a, there's a, a cut, and then uh, as Aloysius is being wheeled back to his, his room by his guard, preparing to, I guess, take over the company as, what, a 12-year-old? Taking over some whatever giant company? His dad appears behind him uh, out of some sort of giant portal and says, Son, we have work to do. And it looks mm-hmm. up, and he's wearing sunglasses, even though it's nighttime and inside, and drops a pack of cards in front of Aloysius. And across the screen, P-O-W-T-C-G-X-Y-Z colon T-T dash F tilde R-G-V second gen coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, that was fun, Daddy. I'm glad you found that. Yeah, I think I think once we do a a, a video version of that, I think even mm-hmm. if it's just watching people in ridiculous costumes get very over dramatic. Yes, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Very yes. This has been Pod of Wonder. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod of Wonder. Our opening theme is opening. And our closing theme is Glue Glue, both by Komiku. Mm-hmm.